In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. The gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Folks, you know this. Come on. There are all kinds of cool and creative movements and organizations geared toward discipleship, growing folks in their faith. As a matter of fact, since 1954, Fellowship of Christian Athletes has focused on assisting athletes and coaches, helping them grow in their faith. Well, I've met today's guest, for, uh, and, I, and I've talked to him before. I love his passion. I love your passion, man. I'm just telling you that right now. Thanks. I love your passion for this organization, for the people, and all that that does. And it's impressive to me. So he's going to tell us more about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the work that they're doing and what's happening in and through this great organization. And guess what? We're going to talk about it with my good buddy, Pastor Brian Bales, senior pastor. You notice I'm slowing down because he's such an impressive dude. Uh, yeah, that's not true, but pastor I do appreciate Brian that. Bales, senior pastor of uh, Fellowship Christian Church, Christian Fellowship Church. Excuse me, I got that backwards. I shouldn't have been messing around. It's been a while I? since you messed it shouldn't up, so that was pretty around, good. Man. I appreciate that. Anyway, welcome, buddy. God bless you, man. Well, thanks. You know, it is easy to get Christian Fellowship and Fellowship of Christian mixed up. It can happen, especially at an advanced yeah. age that you find yourself in. But that's a different story. <laughs> amen and amen for a different time. I am actually pretty excited. Uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, if you're not familiar with it, is a wonderful organization, Christian Fellowship Church, uh, where I uh, lead. I'm just trying to fix that for you, right? (laughs) Our lead has uh, several people there who are active involved in Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and we just love the ministry that they do. And I'm excited uh, to expose a little bit more the the ministry of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. All our listeners here, good news for the city, Uh, whether it be on podcasts, you could be listening in Alaska or China, or whether it be right here in the radio and all the different areas at WAV covers. And uh, we have right here in studio, Jeff Hunt. Jeff is the area director for Montgomery County, which is in Maryland, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He's been married to a wonderful woman named Sandy for 22 years. They have two adult sons. They have a dog, two cats. Uh, I only have one cat. I don't think I could do two, but uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, They've lived and live in the Agriculture Reserve area of Montgomery County, and they like the Maryland countryside and all the beauty that comes with it. Now, a little bit about him through his work life. He's done a lot of different things, worn many different vocational hats, so to speak, uh, and has been a part of a number of different businesses. And while developing a business that was coaching and consulting other businesses, Jeff began volunteering for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and he did multiple things that way. One of the things he did was a character coach, and, and then he went on to spend five years on the leadership board for them. And it was there that God used the ministry of Fellowship of Christian Athletes to draw his heart away from what he was currently doing into going into full-time work with Fellowship of Christian Athletes and serve there. So a little over a year ago, he closed his business, uh, and uh, everything's changing since there. And uh, if you want to know more about him specifically, uh, you and Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Montgomery County, you can go to www.moco, Montgomery County, 
mdmarylandfca.org. So that's M-O-C-O-M-D-F-C-A.org. And even if you're not from Montgomery County or don't want to get connected in Montgomery County, Jeff, you've already said that if people get excited today and hear things, let you know, and you'll kind of work as a contact, so to speak, to help them find the things. Is that right? Uh, yes, absolutely. You know, uh, this um, show covers a, a vast area, uh, and FCA has different representatives near you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to make sure that um, you get connected with someone that's right in your community. Yeah, and for someone who may be listening and they're like, I've heard Fellowship of Christian Athletes, or maybe have not even heard about it, and this is kind of interesting, uh, a whole ministry, I think, built around the idea of athletics in Christ. Catch us up a little bit about the story of FCA. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, a little over 64, 65 years ago, a gentleman uh, came to the realization that, uh, you know, if professional athletes uh, can uh, go and be... um, spokesman for uh, cigarettes or alcohol back in the day or any other commercial <laughs> yeah. um, uh, commercial venture, uh, why can't they also uh, promote a relationship with Jesus Christ? Uh, and so that was uh, the seed that God planted in, in, his, uh, in his mind, in his life so long ago, uh, and then started uh, this ministry. Uh, the idea that uh, pouring into people who love sports and Jesus in order to further the kingdom of God. Yeah, and so Fellowship of Christian Athletes now been around 64, 65 years, and, and they don't necessarily work exclusively with athletes, but that is their inroad. That is how they do and they connect, if you're not aware of that. And for you, how did you sort of find yourself migrating into this sort of circle of people called Fellowship of Christian Athletes? How did you get involved? Well, that's interesting. Uh, A gentleman by the name of Mark Stevens, who at one time was my executive pastor at my church, uh, moved into my position as area director of Montgomery County. Uh, He came to our church and asked for a group of us to serve a local high school, uh, Seneca Valley High School, where uh, he wanted us to provide breakfast on a Saturday morning before film review. Uh, and I got involved because a friend of mine, Jose Perez, and I decided to lead that breakfast and kind of build that outreach. So to set the stage, you are feeding breakfast to a bunch of hungry teenage boys on a football team on Saturday morning? Absolutely. That's a pretty big undertaking in and of itself. That's I've a seen bunch of food, man. I've seen how much high <laughs> school boys can consume, and it's a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. And they came hungry. Yeah, they came <laughs> hungry. And that was kind of the, the, the first step. And what sort of things did you see there that was happening that make you think, wow, this is really making a difference. Well, two things, really. One of the the greatest things was there was a group of people at church, about 15 of us, that got to serve. Yeah. And just that camaraderie was awesome. Yeah. But beyond yeah. that, yeah. Um, we brought in speakers. And these speakers were uh, might have been police officers or regular people in town or mm-hmm. um, uh, other firefighters or things like that that had experience but also would talk to these boys from a leadership perspective. Uh, maybe they might talk about integrity or personality perseverance. Uh, We would have a conversation with the coach and say, hey, coach, how are things going? And he would tell us how things are going, but he would also give us a word and we would talk to them. And to see those kids, they were not only hungry for food, they were hungry for some some of these conversations that we were having. Sure. So they're learning not only food is good to eat, but they're learning life skills and important character things and using that also as a connection to the point of of Jesus Christ at some point. Is that correct? Absolutely. Uh, You know, we wouldn't lead necessarily 
necessarily in that space with a you know Jesus Christ, but the idea is that uh, we want to pour into these kids and create a relationship to the point where they ask a question or they open the door. Yeah, and that's actually methodological, a lot like how Jesus himself, who is you know the Christ, the Messiah, worked in the New Testament when he engaged with people. He often met them where they were, and then as they engaged in relationship, in that he helped them understand how he was really you know to use a turn of phrase the bread of life when you're looking for food this is the real food and in many ways like that now i guess when they're hungry boys by the way yeah you don't want to stand up and deal with some heavy theology when they're having pancakes and bacon right i probably don't want to deal with light theology when they're having pancakes (laughs) and bacon you can get get in the way Uh, but as as area director right which means you just oversee montgomery county what are some of the groups and i'm sure your area montgomery county is is similar to fairfax or loudon or arlington or any other county surrounding the uh, Washington metro area, what are some of the groups that you work with? Is it just high schools? Is it rec leagues? How does that work out? Yeah, excellent question. You know, the, ideally, uh, with our um, target is actually the coach. The idea is to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. Mm. And in that, we go through uh, the athletes typically to get to the coaches. Uh, the way we do that is there's a multitude of ways that we do it. We start with uh, power camp. Power camp is one thing where we target second graders to eighth graders, and we start to develop early leaders and get them acclimated to what FCA is. We we work with middle schoolers and high schoolers to run their own huddles. Uh, huddle is an FCA term for a Bible study in a school uh, to the point where we want to go and actually capture a relationship with the coach. When the coach sees a change in the athletes, uh, young women and young men who are playing and they just act differently, the coaches start to be intrigued about what it is that are, is different about these these athletes. And in turn, we create a relationship with the coach. And that hopefully will turn into what we call coaches huddles. Coaches huddles are Bible studies for coaches and we pour into them and we have material and uh, leadership things for them, such as like a 3D coaching program uh, that helps develop not only the mind, body, but also the soul and spirit of the coach. Now, when we think about some of the things that you mentioned, uh, obviously the vast majority of these schools are schools out in the public sector. And there's a lot of things that happen that we hear, whether we hear it through the radio, like we're on here, or some other form of media, that talks about sometimes this tension between Jesus Christ and talking about Jesus Christ and get connected out in the public sector, specifically public schools. Are there any particular challenges that you find uh, when it comes to connecting in that way to public schools, working with these athletes and coaches, that that tension might arise? We have experienced uh, times uh, where we face challenges in getting it into public schools. Uh, what we do is we really focus on these things being student-led mm. in order for us to break that, uh, you know, uh, through that um, wall or, or challenge. Uh, we usually partner with one teacher. Uh, or a coach that's within the school uh, that's willing to sign off and be part of a, um, a club sponsor. And then we have a student athlete who actually is the lead or the liaison for that club. Yeah. And what we do is for FCA is we just shoulder up next to them and kind of walk with them and mentor them through their development and help them lead their huddles. Yeah, and Dennis um – 
you know, you're a you're a pastor. You're still pastoring here, director of ministry relations. So that means your kids are pastors' kids, like my kids are pastors' kids. Uh, and what I think is interesting about the concept he's talking about of student led, not only does it maybe overcome some possible hurdles between the tensions of public sector and Jesus Christ, and how it's misunderstood lots of ways, but there's something really powerful when you hear it from a peer versus yes. when you hear it from someone yes. who may be older. Yeah. My yeah. daughter, who's in middle school, had one of the high school students at our church come in and speak in middle school and talk about their testimony talk about these sort of things and i asked my daughter how it went and she said it was great she said dad i, I love, love you that, and she, this is what i and then, then it said she dad i love <laughs> listening to you but it was really nice to hear from someone who understood where i came from <laughs> That's right really cool she, she didn't mean so that cool. insultingly but she said there was power right. in yeah. uh, someone who is only a couple years separate from them or right around the same age knowing what was going through and saying listen this stuff about jesus that isn't just made up for old people stuff yes in that yeah. way. There's some great Amen. things there. Amen. Now, uh, in your previous life, you ran an executive coaching and business consulting company, so you're deeply aware of influence that coaching relationships can have in that way. How do sports, you think, give a unique platform them to help coach people in their faith? Because that's a lot of what Fellowship of Christy Athletes use as a platform, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think at times when you're on an athletic team or you are uh, part of a coaching staff on a team, you do not uh, you don't realize the influence that you might have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of my yeah. favorite quotes is from Billy Graham, who says that a coach will have more impact in one year on people than a regular person would could have in their entire lifetime. Yeah. Uh, and in that, um, understanding that coaching and mentoring, um, if you think about it, uh, it's exactly what we're called to be as disciples. We're called uh, to take the people that we bump into. We're called to navigate, to find out where they are in life. And then we are called to walk with them or move them a little bit farther down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yes. think it's a great way to think about it, too, that whether we're involved in Fellowship of Christian Athletes or not, discipleship is coaching. Yeah. You know, it, really it is. is. Whether it's the yeah. official title of coach or not on some sort of sports team, we are all called in many ways to be coached by Jesus and to coach others wherever they are in that Indeed. way. It's a, it's yes. a good reminder. Yes. Um, it was a while back, but uh, there was a, a famous commercial um, many, many years ago with Charles Barkley. Many okay. people kind of know Charles Barkley. He's on TNT now, does a lot of analyzation for NBA basketball, but he's known to have an opinion from time to time. <laughs> uh, and on this famous uh, commercial, he just said this, I am not a role model. I don't know if either one of you guys remember that, but it I was, it was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, and, and frankly, he, he was saying, hey, don't look to me to do this which let's dive into that a little bit because oftentimes we do see athletes using their public platform for something or the other how great and talk about the influence of athletes can have in a society when they're using their influence to talk about jesus um, and how that can be used maybe in a way as as a larger megaphone in some ways that not that you don't have a megaphone, Dennis, or I don't have a megaphone, or you, Jeff, don't have a megaphone, but maybe ours isn't as big to, to reach out into sure. the world and the culture. Yeah. I think it's for everyone, uh, but especially people who are uh, Christians and are in the public eye, regardless mm-hmm. if you're an athlete or a coach, uh, the way you carry yourself. Uh, I 
what comes to mind is a local police officer who grew up in our area who pours back into FCA and does it in such a way that he goes back to his neighborhood, which is not the greatest of neighborhoods. And he says, I was where you are. I was the man that you were. Mm. And I've made a choice to take a different path. And just escalate that into someone who is seen on the street, who is known, who is uh, recognized. uh, And it just multiplies their influence on just a number of people. Yeah. I think you mentioned Charles Barkley. I think that uh, in that space, and maybe Charles has changed over the years, maybe he hasn't. But I think in that time when he was answering that question, he didn't want to take the reins of responsibility of who he was as a man, I think. Yeah. And I think that what we have to decide, regardless if you're um, leading a company, you're part of a company, or you're, uh, like me, just a regular guy, you're called out and you just need to step into that space wherever it is. Yeah. I think there's something powerful. And what one of the reasons why I wanted to bring that up is is that I love how you talked about their calling, right? Uh, that you're called out into that. And whether we're put in a position to direct FCA or whether we're put in a position to, you know, run run the soundboard right here at WAVA or whatever it might be, we have a calling of discipleship. And well, I think what's so interesting is as you look at, I get the FCA magazine, uh, and FCA is a great magazine that comes out. It's mm-hmm. not uncommon that in the FCA magazine they have a story or two uh, of professional athletes, that talk about their faith in Jesus. And what I find so interesting about them is, is when someone that we could look to from a culture society to say they've made it. They made it to the apex of their profession. I mean, yes. even if you're the worst professional athlete on the planet, you are still a professional athlete. You're Absolutely. pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we think about income, that even the lowest end income, there's so many things that say that would arrive to hear their testimonies mm-hmm. and say, listen, being at the apex of my sport doesn't fulfill me. Having all the financial stuff in the world that many times we like to think if I just had a little bit more of this or a little bit more of this, a little bit more of this, that would fulfill me, that there are opportunities to talk about that the only true fulfilling thing in life is the gospel. Uh, and, and I love the Amen. fact that you're able yeah. to get in early with uh, young men and young women especially in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Can we all agree there's a whole lot of pressure around these kids today to arrive and to perform and all these sort of things and the lies that they're told that you will be satisfied if you get this grade or you will be satisfied if you get this job or you will be satisfied. There's so many of them. I feel like that the teenagers have the opportunity to roll with. Uh, They taught me that word, by the way, roll with. That's not something (laughs) naturally, Jeff, that I say. It's how we roll. It's how we roll. Right? Right, Uh, I'm learning now. Yeah, they have that. They have that pressure, but mm. that really only Jesus uh, fulfills it in that way. And so, thanks for just kind of talking about that. You know, one of the things we like to to do here is to hear stories, mm-hmm. um, because as you know, things that are in the abstract. They could be true, right? Talking about theology is awesome and it is true, but really hearing how the truths of Scripture, the truths of Jesus, the truths of the good news have have changed lives. It's actually one of the things I've been to several FCA banquets, and they have these sections, right, where uh, they have some kids come up and talk about how FCA has has changed their trajectory in life. So we're not sitting in a big banquet hall. We're not all dressed up in ties, even though Dennis did wear a tie for us today.
today. He looks good. He, well, he looks okay, but yeah, it's hey, a different hey, story. Hey, I'm just hey, saying. Uh, hey. No, no, you look good today. You look good. Today, you look good. Uh, give us a little bit, some of those stories. Help people hear that about some of this life change. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, there are so many stories, and in uh, you know, we could just spend the whole day because it's probably the best part and the thing that really uh, keeps me moving. Uh, there's a couple stories that come to mind immediately. One, uh, and it was at our recent banquet, there was a, a young man who came up on stage and got interviewed. He was a third grader hmm. who went to power camp and was introduced to Jesus Christ last year wow. And, wow. and made a decision to start following Jesus Christ. Uh, then there was the high school student who uh, was just kind of lost and running through you know, a really bad middle school experience. And, and she was on a team and she was a really great athlete, but she was just lost. Mm. Uh, and her local huddle was one that brought her around and friends gathered around and gave her a sports a support system. Um, there's another story of a, a collegiate uh, age person who um, was an intern of ours last year who now is traveling to Malaysia and the Philippines uh, doing FCA wow. internationally for wow. us. Wow, I love that. Um, and I love that. Uh, while, all while running track for her college. Uh, and then to the last one... Um, I'm having lunch with a guy who did a video for us at our banquet. Okay. Um, he was one of the very first huddle leader starters uh, at uh, Walter Johnson in Bethesda. Uh, he went on to swim for Dartmouth. He went on to become a Navy SEAL and then a CIA operative. So he's not impressive at all, is and, what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah you, at, people can't see my sarcasm. That's, that's pretty impressive. It is. But for him... His most impressive stories were the stories of his huddle and how kids came to Christ, mm. even though he utilizes his FCA and his relationship with Jesus Christ throughout his life. Yeah. So the stories are, you know, although each one are just as important as the next and they're each varying, we can each identify with that. The challenges that we face not only as athletes but regular people and regular workers is that our identity is usually in something else and FCA just helps athletes realize that their abilities on the field are not what creates value. Yeah. That identity comes from Christ and, and no other place. Absolutely. Well, in kind of our last minute or so, uh, I know we're going to send people again, go to www.moco from a Dumber County, MD, Maryland, mocomdfca.org. Uh, they can find out more about FCA there in Montgomery County, or as we said at the beginning of the show, you can uh, direct them to where they need to go. Um, and, and FCA is a, a year-round ministry. You do camps during the summer and that sort of thing, but believe it or not, you know, we're not long before school kind of kicks back in and some things uh tell some people maybe some things that are on the calendar whether it's about upcoming fca banquets or maybe a few power camps or that's for stuff they can still get in in the month of august or whatever it might be Yes, uh, excellent. So we are uh, ramping up for our school year, as you said. Um, we have a couple camps that are finishing up, uh, but uh, mostly we're looking at leadership training uh, at this time of the year for our middle school and high school huddle leaders. Uh, we'll have 75 kids probably in Montgomery County that are being trained this fall mm -hmm. to run Bible studies and huddles in their local schools for wow, Montgomery that's County. Cool. That's cool. Um, 
then we run into uh, football season and we'll be uh, creating relationships with local churches uh, and local businesses, uh, not only for their uh, financial support, but for their um, their involvement and volunteering in yeah. the efforts that we do. That breakfast that I mm-hmm. talked about in the beginning uh, is multiplying. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking uh, right now. We have three schools that's that that is happening at in Montgomery County and across the area. Uh, so there are ways to get involved. Um, and it's just a matter of getting connected first uh, and then learning about it, uh, the the organization and what we do. And, and I just urge you to um, to follow up. And if you, if you love Jesus in sports, to get involved. Yeah, FCA is great. And thanks for just coming in and tell us a bit more about it today. I, yeah. I do appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. God bless you, brother. It's good to see you again. Thank you for doing this. It's impressive. It's powerful. Folks, if you want to learn more, go to mocomdfca.org. That's M-O-C-O-M-D-F-C-A.org. Or if you want to hear it again to get more information, go to goodnewsforthecity.com. You can listen on podcast or wava.com, keyword good news. Or, as I say every time, if you're old school like me, you can even call me, a live person, Mm. 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. Thank you for joining us. God bless you all. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnews for the city.com or you can go to wava.com keyword good news or you can call us at 703-807-2266 703-807-2266 and remember it's the gospel that makes a way